Garage Logic, broadcasting live from the office of the mayor above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Featuring the rookie on production, Chris Reavers, vice president of social media, and John Height in the newsroom. Now, the fireworks commissioner, flashlight king, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Commencing Garage Logic segment number one. I have an email dated Thursday, last Thursday, December 14th. It says, Merry Christmas, Joe. Oh, that's nice. Your official confectioner will be dropping off the annual Christmas goodie plates for you and the guys of Garage Logic and Sports Talk at KSTP today. Yeah. So this is a heads up that you will probably have six plates of stuff at your desk when you get to work. For me and my family, to you and your families, we wish you the merriest of Christmases and happiest of New Year's and all the best in 2018. It's an honor to be your official confectioner, and I hope you enjoy this year's treats. The caramel and shortbread snack mix is a new product in the mythical J.J. McSweetie line. I thought it was fantastic and hope you do too. The crumb cake, uh, krumkaka, Krumkaka are totally traditional Scandinavian cookies spiced with cardamom. It's not Christmas in a Scandinavian household without there are krumkaka. Good luck, JJ, the polka princess. Um, this isn't the first time this has happened. Right, right. It's, there, there's nothing left. Was it devoured immediately on Thursday? Well, I would say... Where's moron number one? Uh, he is attending to matters. All right. I would say that... Did it uh, occur to any of you people that this was addressed to me? Right. And that maybe right. someone should have brought me some of this? Yeah. You know, over the years, even J.J. has learned of the, the routine. Um, well, apparently she hasn't. No, because she then decided to individualize a plate for you, mm, oh. Patrick... Yeah. Me, Rook, Kenny, um, Johnny. So well, who, ever, who, where's my plate? Uh, well, um, because of you were gone, so in your absence, we thought it's best to not let the food go to waste, um, because that's what would have happened had we let it sit around until Monday. So we uh, we we took care of it. Mm-hmm. Boy, was it good! I can it imagine. It was the melt in your mouth. Style of well, that's, you know, you don't become the official confectioner Man, she's good. of Garage Logic by cooking swill right. uh, or baking or whatever the word would be. What was the, uh, what was the cone-shaped cookie? What was that uh, You know what, Chris? Isn't that interesting that I wouldn't happen to know yeah. uh, because it's Those gone. Were good. No one contacted me. No one, you know what? If you prick me, do I not bleed? Mm, yeah. As Angel Martin once told uh, Jim Rockford. You know, you can dip it in your coffee. Oh, it's really good. Here's your, here's your dip right here. <laughs> you want to feel old? You don't necessarily Boy. have to, but I, I am. Boy. Keith Richards is 74 today. Oh, my God. <laughs> Going strong. I hope he donates his body to science. Oh, my God. Uh, I would love to know the secrets. Part of it's got to be being rail thin. Right? Well, I would, would think, think part of it has to be being rail thin. Because he still averages, what, 
three packs of smokes I a don't day? know. I have no idea. For all I know, he only smokes in public as a bit. Maybe he's uh, got his act completely cleaned up. Uh, Keith Richards, 74 today. Why can't I say, find the soundbite? You don't need, oh, I know where it is. Say, yes, I have sir. a question. Yes. Uh, what must the Vikings do? Uh, wh- what are the Vikings attempting to achieve right now? A first round buy? Correct. And and to do uh, to achieve that, what would have to happen? Well, they currently sit in the second spot. Well, of the NFC. Well, don't two teams so the, get buys? The top two teams get a buy. Well, then they're locked in. Well, not necessarily. They still need to win. Well, Green Bay isn't going to win. No, but they because uh, they've they've won the division. There's no question. They're I'm, they're I'm going to the postseason. I'm aware of that. But yeah. they need to uh, they need to win at least one of the remaining games because both New Orleans and Carolina have ten victories. Yeah. And they're a, so they're a game behind. So they're the Vikings. they're, they're uh, plausibly in the hunt. And for, the Rams. A, for a buy. Yes. And because they have victories over New Orleans and over uh, Los Angeles. Who does? The Vikings do. Mm-hmm. They beat both of those squads. Mm-hmm. If they beat Green Bay on Saturday, right. and we'll see if Rodgers is going to play or not, um, it might end up coming down to the last week, but it may not as well, just depending upon how the rest of the league kind of shakes out. And the reason you want to buy, if for no other reason, is just to not get hurt. Correct, to be you healthy. a physical break. And I don't remember, there was somebody had, had uh, put out there the, the percent odds of you know the teams that have a buy. You'll have some upsets, but... It's in the it, it's in your best interest to have that first then who, weekend. Who would off. you play in the event you had a bye? Who? What would your first game? Who would your first game be against? You would take on the, the winner of, of the yeah one of the wild card winners. And if you're in the second spot, you would take on the highest remaining seed left. So in other words, Philadelphia. It's going to be tough for them to get the number one because Philadelphia just needs to win one more game right. to lock that up. They would have to lose both games. The Vikings have to win both games in order for them to finish with the best record in the NFC. But you're anticipating a bye. Yes, yes. They should They should get a bye because they'll win at least, like I said, one of their remaining two games. And that makes both. the presumption that a bye also equals your first game being at home. There you go. And what would what would have to happen for your second game to be at home? You would have to – Philadelphia would have to lose if they're the one seed. Okay. So it's still possible. So they 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 could play a first playoff game at home mm-hmm. and then have to go on the road for two? No, you'd go on the road then for the NFC title game. Then if you won that game, you would be in the Super Bowl. Oh, so they they'll, if they get a bye, they only have two playoff games. Correct, before uh-huh. the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. By the way, I was uh, in attendance for, uh, for the for the contest yesterday. How long? I made it to halftime. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, there wasn't much to see. No, it was pretty much Cincinnati over by then. It was dreadful. They were the definition of checked out. Just dreadful. And I know that it's not the best pep talk when your coach was rumored to be leaving the team that morning, saying, yeah, you know, I'm pretty much done after this year. Mm-hmm. He has since denied the report, but it's, I mean, even if he wasn't going to step down, he most likely will be fired anyway. I thought it was uh, charming that... Uh, Teddy Bridgewater was yes. welcomed with so much love, including the quarterback he replaced. Right. I thought uh, who's that was got cool. a lot of class. Yes. yes, I thought it was all charming, and I also thought it was believable. You know, a lot of times, oh yeah, I'm happy he's in there, but right. you you believed. I'm that. about to drop the other shoe. Uh-oh. Uh oh, when he uh, attempted to make his first pass, yeah. which ultimately was intercepted, mm-hmm. uh, he looked like me. Yeah, he, he was, didn't uh, have a clue what he was doing. He, he was, was tentative. He was. Uh, it was he was nervous as a cat in a room full of rocking chairs, as we say. <laughs> I haven't heard that one in a while. Well, he he didn't look uh, 
he looked unprepared to make that pass. And you're, I mean, which is, I, I don't intend to be so uh, uncharitable. My God, he hadn't been in a game for two years, right? And it does go to show you that that, I mean, Case Keenum is this team's quarterback. Oh, there my. should not be a controversy at all. No, I think Teddy got in only because it was a blowout, and let's uh, let's let's let give him have the, the home stage fans for a moment. absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely. don't think this portends anything about. Teddy taking the helm. But you know, Zim. There's no reason for Teddy to take the helm. Zim will do the whole, yeah, we'll just plan it week to week. Well, you know, we're just... Okay. Quar- quarterbacks going on. And then I have one quick observation yeah. about uh, Bill Belichick. Okay. Uh, he's the uh, Tibbs of the NFL. I find them to be two unlikable, hulking beasts that just stalk sidelines and they're not charming. There, that's just all my only comment. They're just not charming. Houses catch fire all the time. Yeah, that's why you got that's why insurance. I got insurance. Yeah. <laughs> Out of Seattle. No, I, I, you know, I think, I think there's, there could be a character in the NFL as frumpy as Belichick and as poorly dressed uh, and as moody, and and a, and that character might prove to be charming. He might prove to be likable. Mm-hmm. Belichick is a pain in the butt. Yes. And if it wasn't and this for... this Tibbs guy that yes. the Wolves have, mm-hmm. I don't get it. I don't get the stalking and the bear-like growling, and uh, I just don't get it. And Belichick can get away with it because he's won. Well, he, he's a big-time winner. But Tibbs hasn't really no. gotten to that level. That's all. I, I had I had no more than that. I on on, on uh, oh, and I did think Pittsburgh uh, should have won the game. I that, thought that was a catch. It well, it, and it's a shame that a game of that magnitude has yeah. to come down to a play and a call like that. Which I get it. They the referee called. What's the rule? But the rule is done. I, I don't. I didn't. I the rule being he didn't have possession. B as in B. I S agree. as in S. I agree. He had possession. But, and then and, when he got to the ground, he mm-hmm. just put it on the ground. And the Big pro- deal. And the problem is you're now giving ammunition to the section of, whether it's media or fans or whomever, you're now giving them ammunition as, oh, the, the, the rules are rigged for the Patriots. Yeah, well, I don't necessarily buy that. I don't either, I, I, but... Um, I just thought it was uh, I thought it was a shame. It really uh, was. It was an interesting ending. And then all of a sudden, well, let's review this. No, he caught the ball. Well, and what's going to happen? He hap- caught the damn ball. That's very likely a, a big-time playoff matchup between those two teams. What if that same thing happens in the postseason? We are who they thought. we. They are who we thought they were. That's right. Can the Vikings beat either? The Vikings are going to have to beat either one of those two. Uh, it, yeah, I mean, t- t- in the Super Bowl, yeah, they're going to have to beat mm-hmm. one of those teams. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, just a moment, please. Okay. Uh, what uh, What is the temperature outdoors? You've got 36 glorious well, it's, degrees it's a, outside. It's, uh, it's unseasonably balmy, isn't it? And and as a royal, uh, as a charter member of mm-hmm. the Royal Order of the 21sters, uh, let's see. This is the 18th. So it's Thursday? What? Thursday uh, is spring oh, for me man. in Garage You're going to celebrate? Oh, I'm, I can't imagine what the thermometer will say outside the... Uh, Common Surface Savings and Loan Bank. Although we could get eight to twelve inches of snow, Hell, that? that's for you normal people. For me, that's a that's a springtime dusting. <laughs> Cannot stop you. You just make a move, Joe Suchere. Starting the Christmas music. One week away. 
Uh, who am I taking there? Uh, uh, no, nobody. Nobody. Yet. Uh, I I uh, don't know if this is any of my business, and uh, uh, I hope John Height's listening because if I get uh, too far out of bounds, uh, perhaps he can intervene. I want to take my shot at offering a commentary on uh, the undoing of net neutrality. Oh God! <laughs> you don't have to be. You don't have to be that worried. Uh, Hold on. Let me. Uh, let me get settled in. Ready. Over the weekend, younger people uh, were lamenting the undoing of net neutrality. And Mm -hmm. as I understand it, net neutrality was the artificial placement of the brakes on everybody. That you can't can't, uh, go faster for this product and slower for that product and you can't charge. It was was reining in all of the providers to keep them exactly the same. A neutral playing field. A neutral uh, playing field, which Mm -hmm. is foghornable. And the young people addressing me made the and I and for a moment I I went along with the young people who said this is bound to hurt the consumer and I allowed myself to go with that for a moment but then I then I got to think then I began thinking no I I'm in favor of the undoing of net neutrality because uh, well, of course you are because you're an evil Republican right but no but <laughs> wouldn't the free market only in the long run benefit the consumer Boom. because what's been stifled is innovation. And the more innovation that gets created, the more you pick and choose what you want from uh, from a provider uh, on your uh, on your interwebs. The the analogy I thought was, well, what if what if the government told automobile manufacturers, you all have to have the same engines, you all have to have the same transmissions, you all have to have the same audio equipment, and you all have to have the same interiors. Well, the consumer doesn't win in that regard. Holy cow! The consumer only wins when there's innovation. When somebody steps forward and says, you know what, I've got a better idea here, and here's my idea, and they go with it, and then the consumer can decide whether they, uh, whether they want that or not. That was my commentary on net neutrality. I think, I think a lot of people in, in the world of the mystery, for example, uh, rather enjoyed the government creating an artificial equality. I, I can't believe it. What? We went to Technology Corner. I got through it. And you got through well, it. Well, not, not brilliantly. I'm sure there are people shaking their heads. But but in the Mysterian world, uh, people were completely up in arms. Yes. That, oh, my God, don't take away net neutrality because, you know, a Mysterian then might have to shop, might have to think for themselves, might have to explore options. Whereas uh, if you get rid of it, you know, then, you know, Bob Jones, who goes to work for uh, Netflix, is suddenly going to say, hey, I got a hell of an idea here. And then the consumer can decide if they like that. Well, idea. and that's why I forget when the story broke Wednesday, Thursday, whatever it was last week. And I said, well, it's not going to be in the best interest of, you know, I have T-Mobile or Verizon. If I'm, Why would they want to purposely slow me down? Because then I will switch providers. Well, they... Exactly. And currently... What they offer you, in essence, if I understand it correctly, is no different than what any other provider right, would right, offer you. Right. So I don't know why you have that particular provider that that just who you happen to have. And it's going to ultimately, and it always will be this way, it's going to boil down to cost for 99% of the people that are out yeah, there. And sometimes we discuss these issues at the NAC Hardware and Lounge. Uh, people think that 
that we don't. But oftentimes these issues come up at the NAC Hardware and Lounge. And I'm going to, uh, while I while I saw the young people getting nervous about, oh, the consumer's going to get taken to the cleaners here, I said, well, that's possible. But the more I think about it, the more I realize, no, error on the side of the free market, error on the side of entrepreneurs uh, and inventiveness coming up with even better and better ways to uh, to provide better and better service. So there you have it. That's my comment on net neutrality. Uh, it was an Obama uh, administration dictum uh, that that artificially put the hand of the government on all of these providers and said, essentially, you're all the same. We don't want you. Uh, we don't want you slowing things down or speeding things up or offering this or offering that. We're uh, we don't want to. Uh, we don't want to place anyone at a disadvantage here. Well, but that's what the free market does. Some there are winners and losers, and uh, uh, I, I hope for for uh, for most people they prove to discover that this will end up being a winning situation. Troy, hey Joe, hi. Just want to help you out a little bit with net neutrality. You're on the right subject. All right, You're on the right path. But your comment about stifling innovation. The rules that net neutrality put in place was to help innovation. And if I can use an example, today we have Netflix. They're a huge 800-pound gorilla. Right. Let's say another company wants to do what Netflix is doing. Right. In the current world, without net neutrality, you might pay extra to get Netflix. Now, this new company, they're nobody. Right. Nobody, consumers aren't going to pay extra to get access to a site they've never used. Okay. By enforcing everybody on the same highway moving at the same speeds, a new company that nobody knows comes along and they have the ability to compete with Netflix. I Once see. you slow them down or you speed up Netflix, how does that smaller company then com- compete? I see. Okay. All right. Well, at least I was on the right path with a lot of blanks to fill in. You're, you're doing very well, Joe. All right. All right I thank applaud you. you. All right. Thank yep. you. Bye. What did you want me to take, Chris? Uh, take Big John in line two. Yes, John. For a fellow who can't say krumkaka, you certainly did uh, nail the uh, net neutrality argument pretty well. I, I have to compliment you on that. All right. So congratulations and Merry Christmas. It's nice to have you back. Krumkaka. 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 All right, thank You're you. You're a guy that's lived in the St. Paul. Of course, you don't probably have many Norwegians or Swedes in St. Paul. Well, there's plenty. There's plenty. Uh-huh. We All got them. Right. Well, you haven't listened to many of them. No, I haven't. <laughs> All, right. All right. See you later. Because I ain't eating loot fist. That's like eating sheet. Rock. I don't. Uh, I'm not. A, you know, is there another one, or do you want me to take a break? Yeah, I think we should just go. To All right. Is John Height ready? Do you think? I believe so. All right. John, as is our cousin. Yes. Rich, go ahead, please. Mr. Mayor, thanks for taking the call. Mm-hmm. Uh, philosophically, as usual, I'm with you. However, in terms of how things are actually done, um, typically your Internet service provider is going to come from a cable line or a phone line. Right. And municipalities control through the franchise process who provides those services. Right. You either have Comcast in your city or you have Charter in your city or, or another company. So when the municipality limits who your provider is, it takes away the free market aspect. Okay. So only downside to, the, to, your, to your statements. All right, thank you. 
You bet. Uh, before That's we get exactly to, what I said. Right. Before we get to John, I want to make an announcement. Uh-oh. Uh, coming up in the 2 o'clock hour is hands down the most egregious, foulest, mean-spirited, unseasonable example of power washing Oof. that's ever crossed the desk no. of the mayor of Garage Logic uh, to date, uh, seeing that we coined the phrase as recently as what, September maybe? Something like that. Point, uh, power washing. The, the foulest, most mean-spirited, and we can also make it uh, a part of the uh, destroyed academy. No. Yeah. Here is uh, John Height in the newsroom. Thanks, Joe. Cloudy and 36 degrees. This update brought to you by Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, and downtown Duluth. The Vikings win uh, with the win yesterday over the Bengals. Yesterday now have won the division title. They are the second seed at the moment in the NFC, trailing only the Eagles. Next week, the Vikings will travel to Lambeau Field to play the Packers. That is a Saturday evening football game. Do we know if Rodgers is going to play, John? We don't know yet. It's a shame that game does not have a lot of weight attached to it. Well, I guess it does from the standpoint that the Vikings need to win it yes. to maintain the hopes for a, a complete bye situation. But if Atlanta wins tonight, I think the, the Packers, Packers are eliminated, that's right? That's correct. Yeah. They're eliminated from the playoffs oh. if Atlanta wins tonight. But so. that wouldn't make any difference. The Vikings would still have to win at Green Bay. Right. Wait a minute. But uh, yeah, I, I think the Packers would like to beat the Vikings. Yeah. I'm just guessing. You know what? Hmm. Will we have snow Saturday in Green Bay? Uh, according to uh, the forecast that John will have coming up, or Dave Dahl will have coming up, I think it's over by Saturday. Hmm. I have no idea. Hmm. We're supposed to get a wallop, though. Yeah, yeah, we are. That would be fun. Yeah, if it happens in Green Bay <laughs> in Green on Bay. Saturday night. Mm -hmm. Timberwolves are in action tonight at home to play the Portland Trailblazers at the Target Center. Uh, by the way, Timberwolves guard Jimmy Butler, he's got a sore back. It kept him out of most of practice yesterday, and uh, word is it could keep him out of tonight's game also. Remember I was commenting on what he did to his hair? Yeah, you were. Uh, well, then he went back to his normal weird hair. He went back to the original do? Yeah. So what What? What was it? Was I it have a... no idea. Maybe he went through a religious ceremony or something. <laughs> oh. I, I don't know. <laughs> Wild lose to Chicago 4-1 last night. They are at Ottawa tomorrow evening. News notes from today. An Amtrak passenger train derailed this morning during its inaugural run along a faster route through Washington State, sending part of the train crashing down onto a major highway, killing an unknown number of passengers, according to authorities. The derailment caused what they are calling multiple fatalities as of right now. That's Ed Troyer, a spokesperson for the local sheriff's office there. He didn't offer a specific number. The train did hit several cars on the highway, but uh, there were no additional deaths to those people, although what? there were some injuries to the people in the cars. Uh, 77 wow. people transported to hospitals in Pierce and Thurston counties, according to Tacoma-based CHI Franciscan Health Health uh, Care Network. Four of them considered level red patients with the most severe injuries. Approximately 78 passengers and five crew members were aboard the train, according to Amtrak. Washington Governor Jay Inslee has declared state of emergency after that derailment. Is it a, was it a commuter train, John? Uh, it's a brand new uh, commuter train, yes, mm -hmm. that is uh, supposed to get you there. And this wasn't something quicker. that started its trip in Minneapolis and was nope, headed to Portland, the West Coast. Uh, Portland to uh, what would be nearby? Tacoma? Tacoma yeah, to Tacoma. Portland. Yes, uh, Tacoma to Portland. And uh, apparently Highway 5 there, that's the main highway. I-5 like, goes all the way down through California. Yeah. Correct. So it would be uh, the equivalent, you know, of, say, a train on uh, 694. Right. Uh, so there's no traffic moving either right. at this point. That's a big-time make-a-move for yeah. the Washingtonians. Still trying to clear that up. So. You said how many, Johnny, how many passengers is, are up to? Uh, 78 passengers and five crew members were there. They transported 77 people to hospitals, four with the uh, level red injuries.
So, and wow. the number of dead, we don't know yet. One one news source had six, but again, uh, there's no official word on how many. Well, dead. when you see the images, I mean, how, how nobody was killed in their car because yeah. it spilled onto the highway. And there were uh, images of some cars that were crushed. So it's surprising. There's a lot of people in a lot of trouble right now. Mm-hmm. Contract voting for Metro Transit drivers begin uh, began again this morning. The high-stakes vote could lead to a strike during the Super Bowl if they don't reach an agreement. Yesterday, 2,500 union members started casting ballots on the latest contract offer from the Met Council. If the union voters follow the recommendation of its leadership, the three-year deal would end the scare of that strike. Met Council officials said they think the latest proposal was responsive and respectful, addressing driver safety, health benefits, and wage increases. Met Council officials said the latest and best offer would include a 2.5% wage rate increase each of the three years and improves partial sick leave. Big concern, of course, from the union has been driver safety. After verbal and physical attacks at times, drivers are calling for protective barriers. Under the new proposal, a pilot program would be launched installing 21 plexiglass-like barriers in buses with installation starting by the end of the year. People still sleeping on the floor the day after that power outage shut down operations at the Atlanta airport. But long ticket and security lines moving very slowly as normalcy starts returning to one of the world's busiest airports. Mondays and the holiday breaks are busy times for Hartsfield-Jackson International in general. Frequent flyers to the airport felt a little busier than usual, especially in the terminal that hosts Delta, whose headquarters, of course, are in Atlanta. The electricity came back late Sunday night to the airport. Lights flickered on shortly before midnight after an exhausting day for travelers. Thousands stranded in dark terminals and on planes sitting on the tarmac. The ground stop in Atlanta disrupted air travel all across the United States. Uh, Delta says alone they had 400 flights canceled amid the hangover from the outage. Delta tweeted it expects flight schedules to return to normal by late this afternoon. The outage, which affected all airport operations, started with a fire in a Georgia Power underground electrical facility, according to Atlanta Mayor Kasim Reed. An estimated 30,000 people were affected by the power outage. The disruption led to 1,180 flight cancellations to and from the airport. Atlanta is the heart of the U.S. air transport system. It caused problems at other airports, too, according to Desmond Ross. He's with the Professional Aviation Services. That airport's difficult in perfect weather yes. with electricity. Uh-huh. Newly released video captured by U.S. Navy pilots offers an inside look at a secretive government program that investigated unidentified flying objects. Larry, Did you see that? This no. no. Oh, I, I saw headlines and thought, oh, I'm not going to read about UFOs. The Defense Department says it ended the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program in 2012 over funding issues. The little-known program had a budget of about $22 million. Most of the sightings it looked at were by U.S. military personnel who have been reporting UFO sightings for decades. Uh, one of them, I, I did uh, see some pictures from this one, object off the California coast in 2004 baffled two Navy pilots. Mm-hmm. Luis Elizondo, who ran the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program for the Air Force, said it wasn't a drone. It's not something that we can look at and say, oh, that's an airplane. And apparently the object was the size of a school bus. Wait a minute. You had no interest in looking this up? Uh, I should have, uh, because I would take the word of a Navy pilot. Well, that's okay. So I'll read it. This one was, uh, this one story, two Navy pilots were watching this thing, size of a bus. And according to is them, is this the one where they were quoted as saying they couldn't believe its rate of acceleration? That's correct. All right. I guess I did read it. The two... (laughs) Two pilots said the way the object moved defied the known laws 
of gravity. Mm-hmm. Elizondo refused to say how many cases his former group investigated, saying the information was sensitive. From 1947 to 1969, an Air Force program called Project Blue Book looked at more than 12,000 UFO sightings, and about 700 of those we got stuff going on. Out come there. on down, fellas. I wish they just come on down. Come introduce on down. yourself. So they come on in and meet the fellas. Able to track where it went. They just nope, it just it, eventually it went and was gone. So how'd it go, Jack? Oh, just that was almost like a Patrick, like rip, right away, right away, like this, like this. Ah, take off. Thank God I'm sensitive. Say, yes, sir, Dave Dole. Santa Claus, we know it, and he feels fine. A cold Joe straight Sushi. to the ghetto. <laughs> Hitch up your reindeer. <laughs> uh, go straight to the ghetto. <laughs> Santa Only Claus. Only James Brown could do this. Go straight to the ghetto. Here's Dave Dahl. Thank Feel you, Joe. We're at 36 degrees, heading for a high today of about 38 at least. Uh, it's warming up nicely, even with the clouds out there. A little hint of sunshine making it through the cloud cover. Up in northern Minnesota, a couple of inches of snow are going to fall tonight. Um, it's, it's actually started already up there, and that's going to linger through about the midnight hour. For us here in the southern part of the state, uh, skies will become partly cloudy late tonight, and that'll continue tomorrow. So a little mix of clouds and some sun, but a northwest wind will keep us a little cooler tomorrow, 34 for the high. Then increasing clouds tomorrow night, and snow develops by Wednesday uh, that snow could become a little heavier on Thursday into Friday. It's a it's a large storm system, and it does look like it's going to affect some travel across parts of Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Iowa. Uh, so keep a close eye on the latest forecast. It's uh, still too difficult to tell exactly how much snow we're going to get, but it's in that significant accumulation kind of category, which will make travel difficult, I think, across parts of our state by the time we get to Thursday afternoon and Thursday evening. Uh, so you might have to alter some travel plans. Accumulating snow then Thursday into early Friday. Temperature-wise, though, in the upper 20s for both Wednesday Thursday, mid-20s Friday, and then the big temperature drop, something we've been waiting for Um 10 above for the high on Speak Saturday. Speak for yourself there, Larry. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been waiting for it. Okay, 10 above on Saturday. <laughs> well, it's going to kill all the box elder bugs and stuff. They're gone, know? Dave. Well, no, I don't think so. <laughs> They're still hanging in there. 10 above on Saturday, 6 above on Sunday, and then 2 above for the high temperature on Monday. Monday night, we could drop down to 15 degrees below zero. Wind chills in the 25 to 30 below range for early next, next week. 36 right now. Joe heading for a high of 38. All right, thank you. Leave a dog for Mary Leave something pretty for Donnie And don't forget about Gary Don't forget about Gary Santa Claus <laughs> Go straight to the ghetto Most egregious power washing ever is coming up in the 2 o'clock you, uh, I can tell you're worked up about this It's just... Say, I was noting this. Uh, for 10 days during the Super Bowl, you will be able to uh, take a zip line across the Mississippi River. I saw, I saw this. That's what I want to do. I want to <laughs> hang from a bungee cord over the river when it's 20 below. According to the drawing here, it looks like you leave from a tower on Nicollet Island, then crash into a warehouse on the other side. I, I don't know how this works. I, uh, I'm not doing it. I might. The launch tower for the zip line will be located on Nicollet Island. 
Then you go 30 miles an hour for 750 feet from the island to a landing tower across the river. Yeah, right. I'll do it if Ziggy Wolf does it. <laughs> uh, the zip line will be limited to 10,000 riders over the 10-day period. Uh, those who want to do this uh, have to purchase $30 tickets in advance. Were you aware of that? No. Zip Trek Echo Tours, a global leader in zip line based adventure tours, will operate the ride. A parallel four line setup will f- allow four people to ride at a time. The company also built the zip line for the Super Bowl in Indianapolis in 2012 and for the 2010 Winter Olympics in Vancouver. XOOX Lifestyle Backpack Brand founded by former Minnesota Vikings player Robert Griffith, will sponsor the attraction. Uh, Minneapolis Mayor-elect Jacob Fry announced at a press conference that he, I knew this, I knew he would be the first. Oh, no. He'll be the first to travel across the river on the zip line. Then pay your ticket, Fry. You better cough up the 30 bucks. The 30 bucks, yep. I'm not doing it. I know people who already are trying to buy tickets. You're kidding. No, I, I, uh, and I was asked, and I said, are you kidding me? That's what I want to do. I want to hang over the river when it's 20 below and right. fall onto an ice flow. Hey, uh, I I don't view you as someone that would be, A, good in the line to wait I'm, for I'm this. Ba- I'm a bad waiter. You are. When's my turn? <laughs> I can't wait. I I normally would probably do it, but I, I don't think I'd, I don't, I don't know that I'd do that. You know what I do love about their wording there, too? We're limiting it to ten thousand. Mm-hmm. You're so special for getting the chance to pay thirty bucks to go on our zip line. The Super Bowl is having a theme problem, isn't it? Yeah, it, it uh, it's and, a mixture of a whole bunch of stuff. As it becomes, uh, however, arbitrarily uh, bigger and bigger, uh, the game is merely but one attraction of of the week, in mm-hmm. essence. Uh, I don't know why in the hell somebody would introduce a zip line. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I just thought of something. What is a zip line? You know what a zip Are line is? Are you strapped is? in pretty well? Well, I'm going to guess they said four at a time. So my guess is you're going to be in something or you're going to be harnessed to something. Well, what as you keeps go you down from to... crashing into an old flower warehouse across well, you're the river? Up, you're up high up above the, uh, you the ground. You go right through the give me the Give me the ride totals and the length of time again. You said 10,000 rides. Uh, well, there's four that go at a time, so we'll divide well, that. No, according to this, uh, the four at a time deal is a parallel uh, ride. There's the zip line, and then which oh. I imagine is individuals, and then a poor a parallel four line setup that allows four people to ride at a time. Uh, it's ten thousand riders over ten days. Uh, Over 10 days. Okay, so divide by 10. 30 miles an hour, 750 feet above the river. Divided by four. Mm -hmm. So that's 250 riders a day. I guess. I suppose it's limited hours and only at night. You know, for two hours every night maybe or something. Well, that's what you want, too. You want it when it's nice and cold and it's dark out. There's not enough alcohol oh in the world. God. There I really is. I know. That's all I keep picturing is, you know, Rick, who's in town for the game, and he's hammered. I got to go on that zip line. Hook me up. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Just vomit everywhere. Oh, God, help me. 
Honest to God. But the the, the Super Bowl is having a theme. You're, you're right. You're right. It really is. From zip lines to it's becoming a music festival. Yep. Uh, and it spreads all the way down to the what? Well, uh, the casinos. My God, the the talent that's coming in for the shows outside of the game is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And remember, yep. If your Vikings, oh boy, make the Super Bowl, they are not the home team. They wouldn't get their own clubhouse. They wouldn't get the home jersey. They wouldn't even get their practice facility. They would be as though a visiting team had arrived in town and uh, would have to uh, have all the accoutrements of only what's available to a visiting team. Although I, I can't imagine that would bother anyone. Uh, you'd, you'd still be the home team once you got into the friendly confines. Do you want some information on the zip line quickly? Sure. Real quick. Jerry's on line one. Jerry's on line one. Yes, Jerry, quickly, please. Yeah, say, Joe, uh, this, this uh, notice came out about four days ago. Yeah. And it's actually two weeks, two two hour increments all day long for the two weeks. Yep. I called my daughter. I was going to get my daughter and son in law a zip line trip for Christmas. Yep. Ten hours later, all 10,000 were sold out. They're gone, huh? All gone all in, right. in 10 hours. All right. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Well, the people I was talking to probably didn't get their ticket. Than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. Look at you. That's what it's gonna be. Said number six. Have everything I need. Soulful Christmas, baby. Oh, soulful. Around my soulful Christmas tree. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, Santa Bell Jim, who keeps taunting me with the weather forecast for Florida. Uh, He is a zipline expert. Really? He said, there are no seats or support devices. You simply stick your tongue on a chunk of steel and away you go. <laughs> Not daring to release your death grip. Oh, my God. Happiness. Good God. Uh, 1500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. Would you be the saddest and most egregious form of power washing coming up. And I'll be uh, sit down for this. Just sit down. Die. 